0: Welcome to another episode of Gentleman's Critique, and today I want to talk to you guys about The Mandalorian, Chapter 15, The Believer, which is episode 7 in season number 2. It was directed and written by uh, Rick Famuyawa. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, But anyways, unfortunately guys, I have to start off by telling you the truth. It was not my favorite episode. Um, I know the past two episodes I've kind of nerded out and said it was the most amazing thing ever. I just did not, it didn't resonate with me as much as the past two episodes. Unfortunately, that's not to say that I didn't like it. Um, you know, I've I've mentioned previously that, uh, you know, I'm a fan of all Star Wars, even the bad stuff, the good stuff. Um, this just was not my favorite episode. And the reason why, well, I'll say reason number one, is that it was a heist episode, or at least to me, it seemed like a heist type episode. If you guys ever watched Rick and Morty, they made fun of this so much. And every time I see anything that's heist-related now, that's the only thing I could think of is Rick and Morty and how much they just totally made fun of, uh, you know, any heist-type TV show or movie. Um, But that's not my only criticism, unfortunately. Um, I think they really underutilized Boba Fett to me in this episode, he seemed like this throwaway character. Like he was just there and you know, that was really disheartening for me as a fan because Boba Fett is one of my favorite characters of the franchise. He's one of many people's favorite characters in the franchise. It's just very unfortunate because you know, the previous episode, he was this, cool awesome character and he had all these cool lines and he did all these cool things and in this episode he was just he was just there it was like okay yeah my boba fett's here all right cool i wish they would have utilized him more i mean they utilized him a little bit but he wasn't in the overall plot and you know i just wish he was because he's one of my favorite characters and just introducing him in the previous episode set him up to be this cool, awesome character. That's going to be fighting all these cool battles and doing all this cool stuff. But it just, uh, you know, he was in only in it for a couple of, a uh, couple of lines and wasn't really, uh, anything too memorable. I also think they underutilized Cara uh, the marshal. you know, you could have just done so much more with these characters um, in this episode. Um, it's not to say that this was a bad episode. I still enjoyed it, and I'm going to get to the good stuff. But I I have to be honest with you, and I have to say, you know, what I thought could have been better, at least in this episode. Um, you know, so the underutilization of Cara Dune, and also, you know, the, the underutilization of Fennec Shand, because she was really cool in the last episode too. But you know, you, you know, sometime you're not you're never gonna get every episode in a season and every moment of any movie. It's never gonna be one hundred percent perfect. It's just that's just the nature of of cinema and, and how things are. So maybe I'm being a little bit too hypercritical. Perhaps. But to me, I wanted to see a little bit more Boba Fett in the plot. I want to see more Cara Dune. And if you're going to have a heist type episode, uh, have them each contribute heavily to the plot. Um, and I, it just did not seem to me like they did that, unfortunately. Um, but hey, that's just my opinion. And, you know, you're, I'm sure many people disagree with that. All right. Now on to the good stuff the nitty-gritty, the brass tacks of the episode. First, I want to say that it was really, really cool that they were able to get Bill Burr's character back um, for this episode. Now, previously, the director, Rick Famiyawa, um I believe he wrote an episode in season one it also starred Bill Burr, so I'm not sure if they're friends. But it was really cool, uh, just the fact that he brought him back. Uh, or maybe he didn't bring him back. Maybe it was just a coincidence they were both in the same episode. But either way, it was a great choice because Bill Burr, awesome. He's great with comedy. You know, one of my favorite comedians of all time. Uh, you know, I've seen him live and everything. And, uh, you know, he just contributes so much to the character that he plays. He, even in the star Wars universe, he plays this comedic relief character, but he does it so well that, you know, you just can't help but laugh and, and just love his character. All right. So I want to get down to the plot of the episode. In the beginning of the episode, you see Cara Dune and she goes to, uh, the planet that, um, Migs Mayfield is being uh, is being uh, held at because he's a prisoner um, for his crimes in the previous season, and you know they break him out of jail in order to get coordinates to Moff Gideon's ship, um, because as we know in the previous episode, Baby Yoda, Grogu. Is being held captive on Moff Gideon's ship. All right. So they break Mayfield out of jail, and, uh, you know, Mayfield basically directs them to this hidden uh, Imperial refinery that's filled with uh, Rhydonium uh, on the planet, planet Morak. Um, and, you know, they have to go into the base itself, and they don't want to be recognized. So, you know, Cara Dune says, I have to stay behind because I'll be recognized and so do the rest of the characters, including Boba Fett. So we end up getting Migs Mayfield and Mando, our Mando, go in, uh, you know, in order to uh, infiltrate the base. And how do they do that? They do that by basically hijacking a um, Imperial transport ship with the Rhydonium on it. Uh, but what ensues on the way is really cool. And it was really, at least to me, really reminiscent of Mad Max. Uh, most most recently in the franchise, Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, and, you know, you get these, like, chase sequences that uh, just were really cool. The visuals were awesome. It was honestly one of my favorite parts of the episode, to tell you the truth. Just being able to see that. And, um, you know, the fight sequence was really, really cool. And... They end up defeating the, you know, they were like, um, I guess I don't know what you would call them, but I guess like basically like the pirates of, you know, the planet. They're they're trying to hijack the the cargo. Uh, they're trying to, um, you know, basically just just cause a ruckus, and you know, they end up defeating them, and they go into the Imperial base and all these stormtroopers and all these, you know, all these soldiers are like, Oh, they're going crazy. You know, they're yelling, they're cheering them on, you know, because they were the, actually the only stormtrooper, uh, you know, in the, uh, Imperial transport ship that actually made it. Everyone else, they, you know, they didn't make it. So they were cheering them on like they were heroes. And, uh, you know, that was really cool. So they're inside and they have to get the coordinates and, you know, Miggs Mayfield is about to get the coordinates, but he recognizes somebody. Okay. He recognizes Valen Hess, who he served under. And what's really cool is the Valen Valen Hess character is huge huge in the mythos. If you guys want to research more, uh, Valen Hess, uh, you know, there's just so much content out there that you can get into, whether it's comic books or, you know, um, other types of media, such as, you know, the video games. And it's just really, really something. If, if you want to really get into it, there's just so much content out there. So, You know, he recognizes Valen Hess and he's like, I can't do this. I can't, you know, get this information. I can't get the coordinates because this guy's going to recognize me. So Mando goes in. And I know I said it before, guys. I know that I said I was done with the criticisms. But, (sighs) spoilers. Mando goes in to get the information. But... It's a visual scanner of the eyes. Okay. It won't scan with the helmet on. So, what does he have to do? He removes the helmet. That's right, folks. We see Pedro Pascal's face. No Mando helmet. Just out in the open. So. Was this an important moment that he did this for Grogu, that he's willing to do this? Yes. I thought that was just like this really cool, you know, thing that um, he's willing to go against his beliefs if it's in order to save Grogu. But at the same time, we're also kind of disappointed in Mando. Kind of like, oh, man, he removed his helmet. Like, you're not supposed to do that, and that's like going against his code. Uh, but you know what? I'll change my mind on that because honestly, he did it for Grogu. He did it for a good reason. And, you know, Valen Hess uh, kind of quizzes him, like, who are you? And, you know, state your, you know, your uh, identification and all that. And, you know, Bill Burr's character, Miggs Mayfield, comes in and basically saves him. And, uh, you know, Valen Hess is like, oh, okay, whatever. And they have a drink together. And then what happens is. One of the best parts of the episode, folks. Migs Mayfield... shoots Valen Hesse. And why does he do this? Because he brings up the fight. The battle that he was in with Valen Hesse, that he served under him. And that was Operation Cinder. On the planet Burnin' Khan. That's right. It's a reference that originally started in a Marvel comic book, I believe, and was then just shown throughout so much media. Uh, It was in video games, and it was one of the craziest moments because Operation Cinder was basically Emperor Palpatine's message that should he ever perish, which he did, that this was his final wish, his final plan. And, you know, through this final plan, they were basically going to, you know, unfortunately, they were going to kill a lot of people. And through the ashes, whoever survived was, those were, that's going to usher in the new era of galactic empire and you know this is something that we don't see in the main movies but it's just this huge huge moment in star wars mythos and it's really cool that they were able to reference that because you know it's something that as as a fan you know it's something that when you're playing the video games and you were like wow i wish i I wish i could see this as a kid you know when you're a kid and you were you were playing the video games or teen or whatever it was or an adult but when you were playing the old school video games, or you were reading the the comics that came out years ago, you were like, "Oh, that'd be a really, really, really cool moment," you know, for them to show on TV and or I'm sorry, in the movies. And you know, I I, I say this all the time, folks, but you know, grown up, you never. As a fan you you understood the limitations of television, you understood the limitations of movies, and you never really expected you know too much and even when you got little bits that were in reference to other things, you were just so happy but now it's like they they, they could do so much it's it, it really is the golden era of television so for them to put that in there was one of the coolest moments and honestly that made the episode the fact that they referenced Operation Cinder. Um. And that honestly with that that, that, was, that was that was that was the best part of it. And you know, Migs Mayfield lo- this is another one of my favorite moments. Migs Mayfield looks at Mando after he shoots Haas and goes, uh, you did what you had to do. I never saw your face. So it was like that coy sly you know i'm saying that it cover for me and i'll i'll never tell people that you removed your mando helmet um that was just a really cool moment being able to see that and then eventually they escape and you know you see migs mayfield he he does an act of heroism by, you know, basically hitting the, ba- shooting the base and then the Rhydonium and, whoosh, you know, everything goes up in smoke. And, you know, he basically says that, um, something that he said earlier, you know, that you do what you have to do in order to sleep. Um, and it was just one of these really, really cool moments because, you know, it Migs Mayfield, he was portrayed as kind of a villain in the first season, but you get to see more of like his anti-hero aspects of his personality. And that, oh, maybe you know what? He wasn't he wasn't this terrible, terrible person, you know, in the end. And you know, they end up letting him go because that at the end of the episode. So uh, that was the episode, guys. You know, it it. I believe there's only one more episode left, so we'll see how they work that plot into it and and what happens. And I believe it's directed by John Favreau, so and you know me, I'm a huge fan of John Favreau. We'll see how that works. Um, some key points I also wanted to touch on was that Migs Mayfield said a couple of cool things in their interactions, in his interactions with Mando. And one of the things uh, he said was, uh, you know, if you were born a Mandalore, you believe one thing. If you were born an Ald- Alderaan, you believe another. Basically saying we're both survivors and and we both, uh, you know, we're, we're both out here just 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 regular people just trying to survive. Um, again, they're just a cr- like a really cool moment to say that Migs Mayfield is like this anti-hero character. He's not... This Machiavellian villain, villain, you know, he's not, um, he's, he's just this, just this regular guy, just trying to, you know, survive, you know, he's not Moff Gideon. He's not this evil, ultimate evil person. Who's just, you know, out there doing evil things. He's just, uh, he's kind of like Boba Fett, just a man. Well, previous episode, Boba Fett, not this episode, Boba Fett, <laughs> But you know, he's just a man, you know, trying to make his way through the galaxy, just trying to survive and do his thing. Um, it makes me want to see more of Miggs Mayfield. It makes me want to read a comic about him. Uh, you know, maybe even like see a uh, see him in the one of the cartoons, you know, that are uh, coming out for Star Wars. But I digress. Uh, we get the final, final, final moments after the main plot of the episode uh, is Mando. And this was a really cool moment. Uh, forgot to mention this where he, you see him send a message to Moff Gideon and he basically says, I know where you are and you know, I'm coming for you basically. And oh man, that was honestly more like when I saw that, I was like, Oh wow. like, this it's on right now he knows where he is and he's coming for him and this is just going to be like this epic moment ah really really cool and the end parodies uh the end of last episode because in the last episode Moff Gideon says that Grogu means more to me than you will ever know and at the end of this episode Armando says in reference to Grogu and that he's coming for Grogu. He means more to me than you'll ever know. Because honestly, it's like I mentioned in the the previous podcast, it's a father son relationship. That's what I think. That's what they're getting at. I think what they're working up towards is that Grogu is not going to go with some random Jedi to train in some distant galaxy somewhere. I think Mando is somehow going to train him or, you know, if a Jedi is going to be involved in the training, Mando is going to be around because that's his father figure. They both love each other. Um, and you know, he, I, he treats him. He thinks of him as a son and it's just really cool. Being able to see that relationship between them. So we got one more episode left. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm expecting great things. Cause John Favreau is back for the finale folks. And, uh, we'll see how they end off, you know, the end of the season, but I'm excited. So tune in next time as always be safe.